Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verses 12 to 42. Today is a Sunday of altars. Someone say altars. Altars. Now, it's, it's, it's one of those things which uh, doesn't make any sense. Because in the New Testament, we don't, we don't talk about altars. But after the, the service today, you're going to be building altars everywhere you go. Oh, yes. I receive. Someone says Sunday of altars. Sunday of altars. So we're going to read the whole passage, and then I'm going to begin to explain. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Are you ready? We are ready. Okay. We can go to the scripture. One, two, three, go. And he stood before the altar of the Lord. This is Solomon. He built an altar. Are you hearing me? And the Bible says, and he stood before the altar of the Lord. He didn't stand in the Hall of Holies. He didn't stand in the holy place. He didn't stand anywhere else except the Bible says he stood before the altar of the Lord. Now, when the Bible gives you the position of his prayer, it's showing that the prayer is attached to the position. Oh, yes. Amen. From where the prayer has been prayed. And whatever results will come from that prayer, it will be connected to the position. Are you hearing me? You need to understand God is everywhere. You can pray to God in your bathroom, in your bedroom, in your laundry, in your lounge room, in your backyard, in your front yard, in your side yard. But the Bible says Solomon chose a place to go and pray from. And the place being given to you is before the altar. You're not hearing me. So he (laughs) deliberately found himself at a place which was before the altar. And he begins to pray from that place. Are you hearing me? And it's a very important prayer for you to understand because it's going to change your life today. Mm. Are you hearing me? And he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel. And he spread forth his hands. What did he say? One, two, three, go. For Solomon had made a brazen scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits high and had set it in the midst of the court and upon it he stood and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands toward heaven and said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no ah, God. So Solomon also said, O Lord. Someone was asking, why are you prophetic people? You're like saying, O Lord. It's in the Bible. Did you see it? Oh, yes. Solomon said what? O oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, let's continue. And he said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in heaven. 
nor in the earth which keepest covenant and showest mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. Thou which hast kept with thy servant David my father that which thou hast promised him, and spakest with thy mouth, and hast fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Now therefore, O Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David my father that which thou hast promised him, saying, There shall not fail thee a man in my sight to sit upon the throne of Israel, yet so that thy children take heed to their way to walk in my law as thou hast walked before me. Now then, O Lord God of Israel, let thy word be verified, which thou hast spoken unto thy servant David. But will God in every deed dwell with men on earth? Behold, heaven and the heavens of heaven cannot contain thee, how much less this house which I have built. How many heavens are there? Someone say three. three. Behold there, heaven, one, and the and the heaven two and the heavens three. The other one is the heaven of the heavens. So there are no, there are no nine heavens. Amen. There are only how many? Three. three. The heaven where you live. Yes. Oh, yes. And then the second heaven, which is the heaven of the heavens. Amen. The heavens is the third one. Are we okay? Oh, yes. All right. Let's continue. Six, uh, 19. Have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant, and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thy servant prayeth before thee, that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth Toward this place. I want you to notice that when God was speaking to Moses about setting up a tabernacle, there was the Holy of Holies, the Holy Place, and the Outer Court. And one of the prominent features in the Outer Court was the altar. So they had a brazen basin, and then they had the altar. And every day they used to come and offer sacrifices on that altar. Are you hearing me? So we found that Solomon has built a temple. And he puts in that temple an altar. And he's offering a prayer. Not from the Hall of Holies. Not from the holy place. But from before the what? The altar. This is so important that he is now making the prayer from before the what? The altar, talking to God and binding, now I'm using the word that you need to understand here, binding God to the altar. You're not hearing. He is binding God to the what? To the altar. He says, oh Lord God, whenever we shall pray a prayer, Have respect, therefore, to the prayer of the servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God. And hearken unto the cry and the prayer which the servant prayeth before thee. Before what? Where was he standing? Before the altar. And he says, I'm standing before you, but he's talking about what? The altar. You're not hearing me. So Solomon has located the presence of God. 
Uh, but that presence has been located attached to the what? To the altar. Ah. I know you're still thinking. What is he talking about? Someone say otter. Otter. One more time, say otter. Otter. Let me go one level deeper. Most of us, we associate God with the house of God. So we say this is the house of God. But you're going to agree with me that in many houses that we call house of God, there's no God in that house. Ah. Ah. Are you hearing me? We quote a house of what? God. Because someone said it's a house of God. No, I'm challenging you today. What makes a house a house of God is when God dwells in that house. But for God to dwell in the house, he will not just come and dwell in the house because you said God come and dwell in the house. I will tell you what makes God dwell in a place. It is the altar. Someone say altar. Whenever, wherever, whenever a person built an altar to God, the presence of God manifested in that place. It's not the shelter that attracts the presence of God. No, it's the altar. Someone say altar. So Solomon was wise enough to understand how to attract the presence of God and he trap God to a location. Someone also had the revelation called Abraham. The Bible says when Abraham entered into the land of Canaan, he built an altar and offered his sacrifices and he moved on. And then Abraham gave birth to Isaac. Isaac never went to that altar of his father Abraham. But his grandson Jacob, when he was running away from stealing a blessing of his brother, as evil as he was, as a deceitful man as he was, when he bumped into the altar of his grandfather Abraham, you are not hearing me, the Bible says he came to a certain place and took the stones of that place and used them for a pillow and slept in that place and he had a dream. And a ladder was set upon the earth and the top of it reached heaven. And on top of the ladder stood Jehovah God. And he spoke to him and said, I am the Lord God of your father Abraham, of Isaac. And the place you are going, I'm going to bring you back. It was about the altar. Someone say altar. So Solomon has the understanding. That an altar attracts the presence of God. So he builds an altar. And then he's praying from before the altar. Because the altar, one, I'm going now somewhere. Because the altar is the ladder that connects heaven and earth. Amen. Someone say altar. The altar is the ladder that connects heaven and what? Solomon, he's praying a prayer. 
as he stands before what? The altar. Mm. Verse number 20. Watch verse number 20. What does it say? That thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth toward this place. Aha. Where did God say he's going to put his name? Where? Someone say altar. Altar. One more time, say altar. Altar. God had said, I'm going to put my name on a place. You see, when they were coming into Canaan, he said, don't worship anywhere. Don't just do your stuff. You do prayer to a place where I'm going to put my name. Now we find that when they entered into the land, God did not tell them that you need to put you know, this thing there, there. No, 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 no. What happened was they were building altars. And wherever they built an altar, that's where Jehovah appeared. And when Jehovah appeared, they put a monument in that place. And everyone came to worship in that place. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Why? Because the moment an altar was built, God put his name in that place. Someone say altar. Someone say altar. Can I go on level deeper? You know God as Jehovah Jireh. Who gave him that name? Abraham. What was the occasion? When he was about to sacrifice his son, God said, stop. And then provided what? A lamb. And we say his name is what? Jehovah Jireh. Are you serious? Are you serious? Or you're suspect? I suspect you're suspect. Can I prove to you that you're suspect? Can I prove to you that that's not in the Bible? Someone say, oh, oh oh. Can I prove to you that Jehovah Jireh is not the name of God? I know we sing a lovely song and I love it too. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider, he keeps doing great things. I dance and I even sweat. Okay, all right. Remember, if it's not in the Bible, don't take it. Don't take it. All right. Genesis chapter 22. From verse number 7 all the way to verse number 14. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One, two, three, go. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, 
For where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told of him of, and Abraham built an altar there. Someone say, place, altar. Okay. What does it say? And they and came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there. Where? In the place. And what did he do? And laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Put him on there, and that water was built where? In that place. All right. Let's continue. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. What did you see in that verse? Jehovah-Jireh is not the name of God. It's the name of a place. And the place, by the way, is the altar. Amen. <laughs> you see now how things don't work? Oh, yes. <laughs> you see why your prayers never get answered? <laughs> ah, Jehovah Jireh, I'm praying to you. Here, 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 I'm calling upon them. Jehovah Jireh, provide, provide, provide. <sighs> Your bank account is going lower and lower. <laughs> you said you shall provide lower. <laughs> hey! hey. Seneba! Hey. Hey. hey! Scriptures need to be read precisely. He called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. He called the name of the place, the altar. This altar is called Jehovah Jireh. The Lord shall provide a lamb for himself. So when the father God wanted to sacrifice his own son, he went on the same place, on the same spot. And put the cross of Jesus on that spot. Long rebosita has a he. So, back to Solomon. Have I proven it enough? Or you want another one? Someone say another one. 
Are you serious? Okay. I love scriptures, me. I love the Bible. The Bible is very precise. It's people who are confused. Amen. Exodus chapter 17. Verse 8 to 16. Watch this. This will shock you too. So I will never be the same again. One, two, three, go. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out. Fight with Amalek tomorrow, and I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. For he said, Because the Lord had sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, no, it's not me. <laughs> verse 15. What does this say, verse 15? And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. One more time, just in case your neighbor is not. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Do you have eyes? Do you have eyes? And ears. And ears. What did they say? Yes. Okay. Say neighbor, let me read this for you. Neva, let me read this for you. And listen very carefully. And listen very carefully. One, two, three, go. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I know 16 names of God. Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Tzedekin, Jehovah Shalom. Huh? Jehovah Jireh, uh, Jehovah Shama, uh, Jehovah Zidkenu, Er Olam. I know all of them. Yes. But they are suspects. Because at least we know Jehovah Nisi is the name of an otter. Oh, yes. Amen. At least we know Jehovah Jireh is the name of an otter. Oh, yes. Built by two different people. Amen. So Solomon understands that you can trap God to an altar. You can, you can confine God to a locality whereby when you come to that place, 
to offer your prayer in that place. There is a different dimension to your prayer. Can we go back to Solomon now? <laughs> Let's go back to Second Chronicles chapter 6. I've got, I don't even remember which verse we're on. Was it 20? We go to 21 now? Okay, let's go to 21. Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Oh, wait a minute. What does he say? In other words, he's saying, God, you are bound to answer the prayer of your people Israel, which they shall pray towards this place. So for a Jew from that day on, they never prayed facing any other direction except the direction of that altar. That's why when you read in the book of Daniel, the Bible says Daniel opened his window and he faced towards Jerusalem, the place of the altar. Ah, oh, you're not hearing me. And when the Muslims came 500 years later, after Jesus, they copied. They said, these people faced Jerusalem. Let's be facing Mecca. Yes. But there will be no answer coming from Mecca. Amen. Because an answer comes from an altar. Oh, yes. <laughs> what did they offer on the altar in Mecca? Did they even build an altar? No. They did. That's why if you go to Israel today, today I'm, I'm speaking now, if you go to Israel, every important significant place for the Jews, there's a mosque. Yes, amen. They figured out Mecca will not work. Amen. <laughs> but there's something about these places that's working. That place where <laughs> hey! 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 hey, they figured out. You go to the place of Prophet Samuel where they buried him. There's, there are two buildings. You enter through this door, it's a mosque. You enter through this door, it's a synagogue. You go on the Temple Mount. They even kicked the Jews out. They said, no, no, we are taking over this place. The place that Abraham offered his son, they built the dome. That thing that when you see the dome, you think you are seeing that dome. That's the place they think Abraham offered his what? That place called Jehovah Jireh. That's where they put the dome of the rock. As long as we are not the Muslim, we are not allowed to enter that place. And on the far end, they put a mosque. I'll ask her. Mosque. The most volatile place on earth. That place. Because Muslims figured out prayer is answered by an order. 
So they just went to Israel, started looking for places where there are important, significant things, and built altars, and built their mosques there. They don't know what makes the prayer answered in that place, that it's an altar. Someone say altar. So Solomon prays a prayer, says, wherever your people shall be. Let's read, let's read. I am loving this. Oh, yes. Are you loving it? Oh, yes. Ah, one, two, three, go. Hearken therefore unto the supplications of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. That verse is very controversial. God, where does he dwell? In heaven. But the prayer is tied to a locality. <laughs> yes, amen. He says when they pray toward this place, hear thou from thy dwelling place because an altar forms a ladder connecting earthy and heaven. Oh, yes, amen. So he says when prayer comes to this place, since there's a connection between earth and heaven, hear from here. Ah, uh, you're not hearing me. So in your head, you think prayer goes this way. Prayer goes that way. Boom. It hits an altar fist. Jesus Christ, I'm teaching you too much. Oh, we are very blessed, Papa. No, this is too much. This is too much. I think I'm giving you too many secrets of the spirit. I receive. And you are busy thinking that God is busy hearing your prayer in heaven. <laughs> Think again. Okay, let's continue reading. If a man sin against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him, to make him swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house. Huh? What did he say? One, two, three, go. And if a man sin against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him, to make him swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this house. Even oaths, agreements, we are binding by the altar. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Someone say otters. Otters. One more time, say otters. Otters. Are you getting something? Are you understanding something? Oh, yes. Oh, this is too deep for you. We are following, Papa. Are you following? Oh, yes. I know I can hear your question, but we are now in the New Testament. I answer that question too. Amen. Let's continue. Then hear thou from heaven, and do, and judge thy servants by requiting the wicked, by recompensing his way upon his own head, and by justifying the righteous, by giving him according to his righteousness. And if thy people Israel be put to the worst before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall return and confess thy name, and pray and make supplication before thee in this house. Ah, they, shall, they have been to war. They've been defeated. Now they say, oh, no, wait a minute. Let's go back. 
and they return and they come to a place and confess a name. Confess what? A name. <laughs> I love this. And they come to a place and confess what? A name. So I've told you that Jehovah Jireh was a name of the place. So which means when you go to that place, you confess a name. What name was it? Jehovah Jireh. So you go to the place where the altar was and you begin to confess. I confess Jehovah Jireh. I confess the name Jehovah Jireh. I have a need. I need something. I need a breakthrough in my life. I need financial breath. I'm confessing the name Jehovah Jireh because the name is there. What will happen to you? You receive provision by the confession of the name in that place. You are not hearing me. Are you hearing me? So Jehovah needs what it meant was if you are facing a battle. Oh my God. You went to battle. You have failed the battle. You have lost. You are being defeated. You need to find an altar called Jehovah Nisi. When you go to that place called Jehovah Nisi, begin to confess the name Jehovah Nisi in that place. What are you going to get? You're going to get a victory. Someone say victory. victory. One more time say victory. victory. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Yeah. Let's continue reading. This is good. Then hear thou from the heavens and forgive the sin of thy people Israel and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. When the heaven is shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against thee Yet if they pray towards this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin when thou dost afflict them. Someone say, confess thy name. Confess thy name. Do you see that being repeated? Being repeated? Confess thy what? When the heaven be shut up and there's no rain because they have sinned against thee, yet if they pray toward this place, remember he's standing before the what? The altar, if they pray toward this place and confess thy name uh -huh, and turn from their sin when thou, when thou dost afflict them. Uh -huh. What should God do? One, two, three, go. Then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people Israel. When thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk and send rain upon thy land, which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. If there be dearth in the land, and if there be pestilence, if there be blasting or mildew, locusts or caterpillars, if their enemies besiege them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there be, then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man, or of all thy people Israel, when every one shall know his own sore and his own grief, and shall spread forth his hands in this house. Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive and render unto every man according unto all his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. That they may fear thee to walk in thy ways, so long as they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people Israel, but is come from a far country for thy great name's sake, and thy mighty hand and thy stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house. 
Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee. For that all people of the earth may know thy name, and fear thee as doth thy people, Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy ah. name. Ah, someone say, ah. Do you know why the house was called by the name of God? It's not about the house. It's about the altar. It's about the altar. So we know that when Abraham built an altar, he called the name of that altar what? Jehovah Jireh. When Moses built an altar, he called the name of that altar Jehovah Nisi. So Solomon here has built an altar. And on that altar, there's a name. But he's not telling you what is the name. Just say thy name. Thy name. Thy name. Thy name. Even strangers who are not Jews, who had no access to the covenant of God, no access to the mercy of God, as long as they shall connect to that altar, God is obliged to answer their prayer. Amen. Because of the altar. Someone say altar. altar. One more time, say altar. altar. It didn't matter how far they were. Whether they were taken to Babylon. <laughs> if they're going to pray a prayer facing the altar. So their prayer was going to go pew. Then two. First pew. Then and if you ask a Muslim, they'll tell that, if you ask a Muslim, why do you Muslims think the Temple Mount is the most holiest, most holiest place in Islamic, in the Islamic faith? They'll say when Muhammad died, his spirit went underground to the Temple Mount and left the Temple Mount to go to heaven. But uh, I'll leave that for another day. But I've told you the reason why. The reason why is because prayer is not being answered from Mecca, but from that altar. Someone say, say altar. altar. The altar of who? Solomon. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Let's continue reading because of time. If thy people go out to war against their enemies by the way that thou shalt send them, and they pray unto thee toward the city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou from the heavens their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause. Jesus Christ. If they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them over before their enemies, and they carry them away captives unto a land far off or near. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, and have dealt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whether they have carried them captives, and pray toward their land which thou givest unto their fathers, and towards the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house which I have built for thy name. Do you see the way he narrows down the thing? If they face towards their land, mm -mm. towards the city, uh -uh. towards the house. 
the altar. <laughs> what should God do? Even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplications, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. Now, my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine eyes, ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. The prayer that is made in this place. What place was it? Someone said the altar. Uh-huh, foot one. Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. Someone say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because of otters. Because of altars. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 4, chapter 8. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1 to verse number 5. Say, my life will never be the same again. Never, never, never. Let's read. One, two, three, go. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden sense. Ah, where, 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 where is this altar? Where is it? In heaven. Where is it? In heaven. Ah! Let's read. The Bible says, and another angel came and stood before what? And stood at the altar. What did he have? Uh-huh. Golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense. Uh-huh. That he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Our thinking is prayer goes to the ears of God. Wrong understanding. When you pray, your prayer does not go to the ears of Jehovah God. Your prayer goes to an angel who is before the altar. And he takes your prayer and combines it with incense. Yes, amen. Huh? Is it, are, are, are you reading in the Bible? Oh, yes. We are looking at me like, yeah. <laughs> Did you just read it? Let's read it again. Your, your silence is a suspect. Let's read it again. One, two, three, go. And another angel came and, uh -huh. and stood at the altar, mm -hmm. having a golden censer, uh -huh. and there was given unto him much incense, uh -huh. that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Not all the testament saints. Amen. But how many saints? All saints. So the Bible is not saying only Old Testament saints. It says all saints. Oh, Moses, Abraham, John, Peter, irrelevant. This is all saints. So their prayers being mixed with incense and offered upon the what? The altar. Let's look at the next verse. <laughs> 
and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. So the part of God that hears your prayer probably is not his ears. Amen. Can I suggest to you that it's his nose? Oh, yes. Amen, amen. I receive. Mm. Mm. That's why in the Old Testament they had a bigger revelation than most of us. They knew if I build an altar and I offer an animal, God will answer my prayer. Because they knew it's not too much talking that matters to attract his ears. It's too much sacrifice what matters to attract his nose. Say neighbor. neighbor. Are you surviving this reflection? <laughs> Say neighbor. neighbor. Your religion? Yes. Out of the window. <laughs> and then God tells the angel to put fire in the censer and release it upon the earth as an answer to the smell. Yes, amen. Are we together so far? Are we together so far? Say otters. So, 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 can I finish now? Can I finish now? I should go deeper. You are surviving this. We are blessed, Baba. This is the month of the wonderful name of... I haven't diverted from the theme of the month. I'm still talking about the wonderful name of Jesus. Say how. How? (laughs) Are you ready for this? John chapter 1, verse 43 to 51. So I'll never be the same again. I will never be the same again. Say never, never, never. Never, never, never. Are we surviving revelation there? When we say revelation, it doesn't mean that the things are not written in the Bible. They are there, but your eyes are closed. You can't see them. So they have to be uncovered. Then you begin to see them. Ah, yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is true. You see what I'm saying is true. But it has been covered all these years. Now I'm removing the cover. Can you see what I'm talking about? John 1, 
43 to 51. Let's read. The day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, I believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Read verse 51 again. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter ye shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Genesis 28, verse 10 to 12. Genesis 28, verse 10 to 12. 1, 2, 3, go. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. One more time, verse number 12. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. So he bumped into a certain place. He alighted, he lighted upon a certain place. That word lighted there means he bumped into a certain place. And he tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And I've, I've said this place was a place where Abraham had built what? An altar. So Jacob slept on the altar. Took the stones of the altar for a pillow in that place. And then there was a ladder on that place that connected earth and what? Heaven. So we can conclude now that, a ladder, uh, that an altar is a ladder that connects to heaven. Uh, you're not hearing me. An altar is 
a channel of communication that connects earth and heaven. We can also conclude that an altar is, an, is, is a thing that a person builds on earth to open the realms of the spirit. So when the realms of the spirit have been opened up, you can now have free communication between earth and heaven. We can also conclude that a ladder, uh, an altar, is a place which angels look for in order for those angels to access heaven. Because angels, our understanding is they just go, pew, they're in heaven, pew, they're on earth. Pew. No! It never happens that way. That's why all we see are pictures with angels of wings. If they had wings, as you think they are, why do they need a, a ladder? Are you not hearing me? These angels need a ladder. They are like this. One foot. To climb into heaven and come back. They are using a ladder. If they don't use the ladder, they will fall. Now that's challenging to your theology. I know. But it's okay. I'm stretching your spirit today. <laughs> Are you hearing me? And Jesus says to Nathaniel, Nathaniel, I gave you one word of prophecy. You already are like, whoa, you're the Messiah, you're the rabbi, the son of the living God. He says, hey, hey, there's something greater, Nathaniel. You shall see heaven opened. What opens heaven? Otter. Someone say otter. So if Jesus says you shall see heaven open, what shall open heaven? Water. And then he says, what shall you going to see? You're going to see angels ascending and descending. What becomes a ladder is a what? Water. So Jesus is saying, ah, now, now, now you're hearing me. Now you're getting it. Jesus is saying Nathaniel, says Nathaniel, you think a word of prophecy is big enough. There's something greater. The greater thing is an altar. I am the otter. I shall become an otter. When I become an otter, angels of God, they shall ascend and descend upon me. I shall become an otter. Can I speak to someone right here? Say yes. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus is the otter. <laughs> Jesus is the otter. So you say, we are praying in the name of Jesus. What name are you using? You are using the name of an altar. The altar's name is called Jesus. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, it's not just a name. It's not just a prayer you are praying out of fashion. Ah, oh, Jesus is the name of an altar. You are not hearing me. Jesus is the name of an altar. So when you say, pray in the name of Jesus, you are talking about an altar. Can I speak to someone right here? Yeah. Say, I'll never be the same again. I told you Solomon kept on saying the name, the name. He didn't tell the name. 
know the name when they shall pray and know the name. Oh God, they shall call your name. They didn't tell the name. I'm telling you the name now. <laughs> Jesus appears and says, I am the author. And sure enough, Jesus is the author. And sure enough, Jesus is the ladder. Connecting heaven and what? Earth. That's why even your prayers, when you pray, you pray them in the name of who? Why do you use the name Jesus? Because Jesus is the name of the altar. Someone say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. So when we say the wonderful name of Jesus, it's not just a name. It is the name of an altar. This man was the altar. When he died, he died as an altar. When he was buried, he was buried as an altar. When he went to the cross, he went as an altar. Are you hearing me? There is no greater altar without a sacrifice. The sacrifice of Abraham, it was a prophetic pattern of the greatest sacrifice that shall ever be given on earth, given by God the Father himself. Am I talking to somebody out here? Say yes! yes. Receive your breath through. Take your breath through. Take it. Take your breath through. Take it. Take it. I'm telling you, take it. My God. My God. The way you speak in this place. I love it The way you move in this place. The way you move in this place. The way you speak in this place. Oh, I love it here. You are so real here. You are so real here. I see your hand healing here. I see your hand healing here. Oh, I love. for prayer. Oh, yes. Now you understand. You see, the most dangerous prayer is the prayer prayed out of Revelation. Oh, yes. Now you know when you say in the name of Jesus, you know what you're talking about. Oh, yes. It's not an empty name. It's not a high, good-sounding name. Oh, yes. It is a name of an altar. Oh, yes. Your altar is called Jesus. Are you hearing me? So today, it's altar against altar. Some people went to some altars to do things and to speak things against you. Oh, yes. Anything spoken against you, not in that name, Jesus. Oh, yes. Today it must fall. Oh, yes. Today it must fall. Oh, yes. Today it must be cancelled. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Say, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Today. Today. Altar. Altar. Against altar. Against altar. <laughs> hey! Hey! Say neighbor! Neighbor! Hey! Hey! Say neighbor! Neighbor! Did you catch the revelation? Did you catch that revelation? Ha! <sighs> Say, oh Lord! Oh Lord! Any altar, any altar, anywhere, anywhere, raised against me, raised against me, today, today, it must fall, it must fall.
Say altar against altar. Altar against altar. Every battle, listen to me very carefully. Every battle that you lose in life only means that the enemy raised a more powerful altar than the altar on which you are standing. Amen. Can I say that again? Oh, yes. Every battle that you lose in life, it only signifies one thing, that the enemy raised a more powerful what? Otter than the otter on which you are standing. Now, let me put it in a proper English. Every battle that you lost in your life meant the enemy had raised up a more powerful otter than the revelation that you had before now. Yes, amen. Oh, yes. I receive. Because from today, from today, you know what is your altar. Oh, yes. Your altar is called what? Jesus. Nobody shall ever be able to raise any more altar. Greater oh, than yes. the altar on which you stand. Oh, yes. Someone say yes. Yes. You see, these are battles of altars. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. First Kings chapter 13. First Kings chapter 13. Ah, you are not hearing me. We are following Papa. Verse 1 to 5 because of time. Because of time. 1 to 5. Watch this. Today all your problems are disappearing. I receive. I don't care whether it's a sickness you have been, it has been in your family, it's a disease. I don't know, I don't care, whatever it is. I receive. As long as you are standing on this altar. Oh, yes. That thing must disappear of your receive. life. Let's read. One, two, three, go. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jero Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. So Jeroboam had set up an altar, not the altar in Jerusalem. He set up his own idol worship altar. Are you hearing me? Now God sends the man of God, says, go. To confront Jeroboam. Are you hearing me? Go and prophesy against the altar in Samaria. So the Bible says there came a man of God from Judah. By the word of the Lord to Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to Benward. Incense. Uh -huh. Verse number two. What happened? And he cried against the altar. You see now? He cried against the what? Altar. So he began to prophesy against the altar which was in that place where Jeroboam was about to offer a sacrifice. What did he say? And said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and the men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. Mm -hmm. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord hath spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent, and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. Mm -hmm. And it came to pass, when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethel, mm -hmm. that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him, and his hand which he put forth against him, dried up so that he could not pull it in again to him. 
The altar also was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. It's the altar against altar. Altar against altar. Now here's the guy busy offering sacrifices on this altar. The man of God cries against the altar. Says this order shall be rent, shall break. Oh, yes. And then Jeroboam says, ah, 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 what? Do you see my hand? What do you think you are saying? Ah. Oh, yes. I can't get my hand back. Yes. Oh, my hand. My hand is stuck. Yes, amen. I can't pull it back in. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. It was order against what? Order. I can't put my hand back in. Yes. And the Bible says the water was rent. It broke. Until Jeroboam requested, if you read the whole story, requested the man of God, saying, I'm sorry. Please, can you talk to your God to bring my hand back? Because my hand is stuck. Wow, wow, wow. So he said, after the man of God prayed. But you see, battles you lose in life, you were losing. From today, you will not lose again. I receive. It was because your enemy was more clever. They understood otters than you understood otters. Oh, yes. Amen. You didn't even know you've got an otter. Oh, you knew us. I am praying. I am praying. Hallelujah. I am praying. Hey, there are mysteries in the spirit. Oh, yes. You need to understand the mysteries of the spirit. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? So, when we say give, huh? We give simply because someone said in church, we what? Okay. We never even think that our giving is a sacrifice on an altar. So we just give whatever comes. As long as we say, okay, I've got money in my pocket. Whatever comes at first. <laughs> then you, you, your hands know how to sift through money. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. And then you know which one to pick. <laughs> Look at you. Look at you. From today, you're going to give with revelation. Oh, yes. That your giving is setting up an altar. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Your giving is a sacrifice. Huh. That's why even Cornelius was not a Jew. He was a Roman centurion. Yes. His giving, the Bible says, came up as a memorial. Yes, amen. Before God. There is a prophecy that never came to pass in the Bible. Prophesied by one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. Huh. That the Jews were going to win a war. They went to battle. They were winning, they were winning, they were winning. Until the enemy king went, no, 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 no. I think things are not working. The Bible says he took his best soldiers, 800, and attacked the weakest point of the Jews. But he didn't prevail. He went and need to raise up an altar. So he grabbed his firstborn son, who was going to be a king. And he built an altar. And he sacrificed his son on the altar. The moment he sacrificed his son on the altar, yes. the battle turned around. And the Jews began to lose. And they ran away. Prophecy failed. Because someone raised a more powerful altar. Yes, amen. Than the children of Israel. What the children of Israel, all the children of Israel had was a prophecy. All they had was what? Prophecy. 
they didn't have an altar backing them. Yes, amen. So me, I prophesy to you, no prophet, you spoke to me and things are not coming to pass. Have you built an altar? Is there a day when you said, no, 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 no. Today, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give a sacrifice on this altar. Amen. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Someone say, I'll never be the same again. I will never be the same again. Say, never, never, never. Never, never, never. I'm telling you, there are secrets of the Spirit. You have to know them. Oh, yes. Amen. You know, someone was asking, when, when we're having one-on-one -on -one with the prophet, why do we have to sow a seed? Amen. Why do we have to sow a seed? Amen. <laughs> you have no revelation. Amen. It's an altar. Oh, yes. You don't just appear before the altar. Hey, me, I can't be found altar. I need a miracle. Yes, amen. Ah. Ah. Your friend is bringing a sacrifice. It's your sacrifice. You offer it on the altar. Oh, yes. Because me, me, as a man of God, I'm an altar. Amen, amen. I don't know whether you understand it. I am what? An altar. Every man of God is an altar. But there are other altars which are more stronger than others. Oh, yes. They are more powerful than others. <laughs> Is it making sense? Oh, yes. It's making out of spiritual sense, not religious sense. Amen. Out of what? Spiritual sense. I am an altar. So this house, when you offer your sacrifice in this altar. Oh, yes. I mean, in this house, you're offering on the altar which is in this house. Amen. That's why your life, you were praying to the same God all these years. Am I right? Oh, yes. The same God. You're using the same name, Jesus. But when you use that name in this place, your life, things begin to shift. Oh, yes. Amen. Are you ready? We are ready. Have you decided how much you want to give? Say, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Today. Today. I give with revelation. I give with revelation. I put my sacrifice. I put my sacrifice upon my altar. Upon my altar. The altar found in this house. The altar found in this house. The name Jesus. The name Jesus. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Every problem I have. Every problem I have. Every challenge I have. Every challenge I have. Every limitation I have. Every limitation I have. Let it be broken. Let it be broken. As I offer my sacrifice. As I offer my sacrifice. Upon this altar. Upon this altar. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Found in this place. Found in this place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know. I know. My life. My life. Will never be the same again. Will never be the same again. Never, never, never. Never, never, never. Never, never, never. Never, never, never. My family. My family. Will never be the same again. Will never be the same again. My children. My children. Will never be the same again. Will never be the same again. Never, never, never. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.